Welcome to issue 12 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel, and joining me tonight is Mustafa. Hi. How you doing tonight? All right. How are you? Excellent, excellent. And, of course, we are with Steve. Hey, Daniel. How's it going? Fantastic. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. So, uh, Mustafa, why don't you tell us some details of your life? Well, Steve, the details of my life are quite inconsequential, but if you insist... I insist. Uh, okay. Well, my father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with a low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, a Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you guys try it. Uh, I was not expecting that! Holy uh, shit! Well, I've always wanted to say that on the air. <laughs> I'm actually weeping. <laughs> Me too. I thought he was going to talk about like real stuff. <laughs> well, what makes you think it's not real, Steve? Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, I have a newfound respect for you if that's real. <laughs> we will never know. Wow. No. That, of course, is from one of the funniest movies, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so good. Wow, I was, wow. Not, I was just unprepared. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Well, now that we've got that over, uh, Steve, do you want to tell us about our, uh, you know, hive mind? What is it called? Oh. Yeah, so we have a new segment, the good, Intelligentsia. Good luck. good luck with this, Steve. Yeah, I know. Right, I'm going to do it. All right, the Intelligentsia. It is a collection of... <laughs> The most brilliant, brilliant minds on the planet, and some of the most dangerous criminals. So this is a Marvel organization that's united to achieve things that those villains have been denied on their own. Like so, shorn testicles. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Question marks. Um, so in this segment, we're going to discuss any of those Facebook <laughs> polls or questions we get from the listeners, and. Uh, this this issue this issue we're talking about a Facebook poll we asked some time ago like a month or so ago All right, I got it together uh, we had asked our community what was your go-to modular encounter set if you were not using the suggested modular set uh, for the scenario we had and these are the uh, first like five thousand responses recorded right correct correct mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you percentages okay. uh, not hard numbers here so go with our lower one so we had a three-way tie for second place between power drain the doomsday chair and a mess of things 
two of those are from the Green Goblin set, so it's possible that our community was starting to get bored with Core, maybe. And hmm. then, obviously, the Doomsday Chair is a hard one, so they're looking at uh, upping the difficulty of whatever set they're playing. But our number one, taking 50% of the votes, half of the people who mm-hmm. answered this said they prefer to play with Legions of Hydra, which we had talked previously about in an earlier issue. And Legions of Hydra is a, a great set with uh, lots of minions, and uh, it has the uh, Madam Hydra in it. I like that set. I think that's a good that set. That's a great set. Absolutely is. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, if is it recommended for any of the core villains? I should know this. No, it's um, not. It's not. So when people kind of get tired of whatever the recommended set is and they're looking to switch it up, that seems to be the the one that comes to hand most readily. And of course, Hydra is everybody's favorite villain slash punching bag. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was way back issue two that we talked about Hydra. It's like one of our very first episodes. And we were were smart then, too. Like we were totally right. Yeah. Um, so. and, and people should go back and, well, people, the fan probably has listened to that already, but maybe <laughs> they might want to refresh their memories and go back and take a look. Yeah. The other interesting thing, of course, is that the Green Goblin sets are making an appearance, and that makes sense as well. Caleb, when he was on, he mentioned that that Legion's a Hydra set might get used in that big box of the Rise of Red Skull. That'll be kind of neat. There's three modular sets in that uh, that are Hydra themed, but he also mentioned that we might be using this set as well. And that makes sense. I almost think like the Hydra set, just you know what, throw it in as the second set every time, because yep. everything's gonna kind of go with it. It's, it's interesting it. to note on our votes here, and nobody voted for Bomb Scare. Nobody voted for Goblin Gimmicks. Nobody voted for Running Interference. And nobody voted for Under Attack. So those ones people don't like, I guess. Maybe they're too easy. Maybe after one tonight thing. they'll think differently about uh, Running Interference. Or they'll Just decide saying. that, yeah, they were right about it. <laughs> they were right all along. Maybe. Talking about Running Interference, that's the uh, that's the set we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Tombstone and the Running Interference modular set. And uh, Mustafa, you're going you're gonna to kick this one off for us, yeah. aren't you? I have the star of this show, uh, Tombstone. Pretty standard name for a villain, I think. His real name is Lonnie Lincoln, born and raised in Harlem, New York. He first appears in... Uh, he's one of those Spider-Man villains. My show notes say that he appears in Spider-Man <laughs> in March of 1988. And doesn't say he appears anywhere else. Well, that makes uh, him kind of a younger villain, doesn't it? He, yeah. In a sense. Oh, the ones we've looked at have yeah. been kind of from the 50s, 60s sometimes, right? Yeah. He's uh, he's similar to Kingpin in that he's a philanthropist and also secretly a big crime boss and as every philanthropist and big crime boss has a place to start this guy also has a place to start which is high school in one of the storylines or maybe the major one he's an albino i guess an albino in harlem the writers thought that was funny so he uh, he's picked on uh, a lot by other kids which explains why he became a villain, of course. Love it. And uh, we should note that in another storyline, he becomes an albino later uh, during the incident, which gives him a supervisor, which we'll talk about later. He's mocked relentlessly in high school, except one guy, Joe Robbie Robertson. They become friends, but it's not really a friendship because Lonnie is already on his way to being a villain and he bullies uh, Robbie. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of those slightly complex villains because he thinks that... He's actually being a good friend to Robbie, even though if you look at it neutrally, he's he's actually extorting him and and bullying him, and that kind of uh, doesn't end well when Robbie exposes Lonnie's. I wish they had kind of used less similar names for these two. Um, Robbie exposes <laughs> Lonnie's extortion in the school newspaper. Mm. 
and so they kind of break up, I guess. So they go to they go to their predetermined paths. Lincoln ends up uh, filing his teeth because that's what you do after high school, or you go to college. Those are the only choices, as Steve said. Those right? are the, yeah, those yeah. are the two general choices that seem to happen in these villains. Well, did slash. he did he like file them into points or? Yes, okay, yes, he files them into points because you know you want to scare people. And sure, you do. That's pretty scary. Yeah. I've been to the dentist. I don't think anybody would actually file their point teeth to points. That just just too much. But that's like your keep... your super villain cred, man, right yeah. there. Yep. But... That lots of kudos for for actually doing it without anesthesia. I expect uh, by yourself. And becomes a street fighter, and he gets named Tombstone, and becomes one of you know starts rising up in the mob. For some reason, he's working for the Philly crime mob, even though he's from New York, and I execute somebody, a local crime boss. And this is where Robbie and Lonnie intersect again, because Robbie went down his predetermined pathway of working for the local paper, and he investigates and figures out it's Lonnie. He finds out about his actual identity and his crimes, but you know, just like in high school, Lonnie bullies and threatens him, and and Robbie doesn't say anything about what he found out about Lonnie. Okay. Everything clear so far? Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. These two people are. This guy sounds like he might be an unpleasant fellow. Hmm. Unpleasant if you have the wrong perspective. Yes. Right. Right. But he's just looking out for number one himself. <laughs> okay. And you know, you see his complex nature because he has uh, a daughter. We don't know by whom and he's actually a pretty good father he helps her daughter with her first scam they steal all the birthday presents from some other girl's birthday party as oh that's do. fantastic <laughs> yep yep but he pays her way through law school and tells her you know discourages her from taking up the family profession and costumed criminal ah, uh, okay. as you do i don't know what happens because the notes don't say to Janice, but I suspect she will end up becoming a costumed criminal at some point if she hasn't already, because that's generally what happens when parents discourage their kids from doing something. Uh, it goes on like this for a long time. Tombstone works his way up and becomes crime boss. Okay. And his downfall comes when uh, Robbie and Peter Parker get his crimes on tape and into the hands of the right people. He goes to jail. And as happens often in the real world, the person who brought him to uh, light, Robbie, also goes to jail because he withheld evidence earlier that he had. Recall that Tombstone threatened him and right, right, right. bullied him into science. Yep. And so he's an accessory. He goes to jail and they put them into the same cell. Oh, God. Um, cell block. Cell block. Yeah, that's okay. happening. Yeah, okay, that cell block. Lot. That's different, right? Yeah. Um, well, the, okay. the Wikipedia I read said the same cell. Um, oh. But maybe maybe it's just the same block. Either way, they're in, they're in there together. Yeah. Um, and Tombstone uh, breaks out and takes Robbie with him. They escape together, but Robbie is pardoned, but Tombstone isn't. Just goes to show you how unfair life is. Yep. Tombstone then teams up with uh, multiple criminals, including Molten Man. This is where he is getting his superpowers because they're fighting in some chemical plant. And he, uh, the version that I read uh, says that Robbie shoots him. And he falls into a big vat of chemical that Whoa. makes him. Oh, oh, interesting. Um, that makes him uh, well, superpowered. Can super, I ask? A, can I ask a question? Powered. Yeah. So Mustafa and Steve, you guys both researched uh, this fella. What What was significantly special about him before he got his superpowers? Was he just a big fella? Was he strong? Was he? He's like, just mean and strong. He's just and mean had, and strong. Like that's it. Filed okay. Teeth. Okay. So yes, yeah. and, and he he was just sort of like a sort of like a fisk character where 
uh, he okay. worked that crime syndicate really well. So oh, okay, just, so just a, he's got some yeah, he's got some brains yeah. and brawn yeah. connections. He's, he's, power. A, he's a go-getter. He's a okay. self-made self-made man. All right, excellent. Bootstraps. Excellent. That's what I wanted to know. Okay, I was because yeah. like, well, what what's his deal? So okay, great. So, so he falls in into a chemical one, vat. In, Right. In one part of the this, uh, I guess I'm guessing a more modern version of the story. This is where he becomes an albino when he's in the vat. Okay. So, but then he kind of with his superpowers, he even is stronger, and he really takes over the power vacuum uh, left by Fisk's fall. He's in and out of prison. They can't keep him in there. They can't keep a good man down, as they say. Um, <laughs> he does all kinds of criminal things. Teams up with you know great people. Like the Wrecking Crew, Doc Octopus, The Hood, etc., and pretty much battles uh, a whole bunch of heroes. You know, Spider-Man, obviously, Daredevil, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. He even actually frames Deadpool for a crime, which shows you that he's not just brawn. And Deadpool is nearly killed by the other heroes because they think he did it. Nice. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. applaud that kind of maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Of course, like most plans and schemes, it, it, I, the the notes aren't really detailed, but I suspect none of these actually work. Well, it would be nice if Deadpool was actually killed. They're often uh, temporary they, fixes on yeah, the cosmic balance. Yeah. Of Just things. temporary setbacks yeah. is what, what we can hope for, really. The best we can hope for. And he seems to have so, done his share. So then I, I'm always looking kind of for, a, you know, the sympathetic way into the character of one of these villains. Mm -hmm. What is it with Tombstone? Like what? I think it's how do we relate to his motivation? Does he have like what is he it? He comes from a what, what I'm assuming is a poor background and and makes his way up in the in the one pathway that's available to him, which is the the mob. Yeah, I think too he's that stuck in that cycle, right? People pick on him, so he takes that bad mm. karma given to him and he passes it on by becoming evil, right? I think. So as the recipient of bullying he brings it back. I yeah, see. He okay. amplifies it and so amplifies pays it. that forward. Yeah. Okay. You know what they say: those who are bullied are the best bulliers. True. Generally. Well, geez. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about his powers. It's again pretty standard, really. Superhuman strength can lift six tons. Not bad. Pretty standard. Pretty standard. Yeah. I can do point oh 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 one. That's uh, pretty good too, isn't it? Day. I don't know. A good day. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a kilo. So he has also superhuman stamina. He can exert himself at peak capacity for a very long time because his muscles now produce less fatigue toxins. And he has superhuman durability, which is very useful if you're in the mob. He is resistant, highly resistant to physical injury. He's capable of withstanding even high caliber bullets, great impact force, temperatures as hot as 1200 degrees and as low as minus 80 degrees in Fahrenheit. That comes in handy if you're going to fight people with superpowers because they're going to give you that sort of thing with, uh, you know, great impact force and flames and whatnot and cold. Although I think he has a weak point, which are his eyes. And... Of course, a lifetime of uh, training makes him very skilled in the use of hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's just not that's not superpowers, but just an ability. Huh. And knows how to use firearms. Yeah, and unlike some of the villains or minions that we've talked about, he's still kicking around. He's still doing his thing. He hasn't been defeated or ended his villainous career. Has so he had one of those moments like where they all thought he was dead and he comes back, or it's clear he clear he's never been beaten. It seems like he has been beaten a lot, but he just keeps getting up. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Steve, what do you think of this guy? 
It's pretty cool. I like the ambition he has, right, as a villain to just keep going. Um, we've seen him, if you've watched any, like, the Spider-Man cartoons, they use him a lot in the cartoons, but we've never seen him in, like, the MCU or anything like that. Okay. And a little bit, we'll see in the encounter set coming up where the encounter set is a more modern version of his, like, the newspaper, right? The newspaper's not relevant anymore. So his encounter set is going to have media coverage and things like that, where it's they've modernized uh, a little bit of how he works, operates as a crime boss. So I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one thing I don't know about, maybe Steve, you may not know either. So this is a like out of the blue question. Why is this called running interference? Does he is that what he does for other villains, or that oh, that's he, a good does people run interference for him? What's the deal? Yeah, it must with the must name? be. I mean, he he went like. 25 years as a crime boss never getting caught so maybe it has something to do with that where he's he's pretty good with manipulating the media and the news and uh, huh. getting things done that he needs to get done all right so, maybe that's my, that's maybe we guess. can look at look this up and say something about it next time no that's interesting i, I mean he's got you know when we get to the cards yeah he's yeah, he'll he, he, team up too, right? He teams up with other guys, so maybe he, those team ups. It has to do with that, like when he's working with Doc Ock or uh, Sinister Six or something like that. That's his point in the group. So he's, his job he's, to... he's like the PR guy or the yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe he bullies um, people into not saying the things that they're supposed, you know, that not yep, reporting, right. not don't not snitching. Yeah, don't say what you know, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah he manages to get the guy who turns him in arrested as well so yeah yeah his his friend well this seems like an incredible modular set so let's start talking about it unique minion not elite but criminal which i guess we knew already i now know he has a two scheme and three attack nine life wow uh and he has a force response that says after tombstone attacks and damages you discard a brain resource or a fist resource from your hand if able so and he's got two boost icons wow yeah nine is like the biggest minion in the game yeah is it? he has more health than modok yeah or the or the the, the robot, robot. Right? yeah yeah thomas Edison's <laughs> giant robot yeah yeah and two scheme and three attack those are like legit numbers they are not bad and if you damages you discard a resource if able and you're going to probably have... So if you have a wild, I guess that goes, right? Because yep. it could count as one of those. I think yeah. so, right? yeah. Yep. So you're likely to have those unless you have an empty hand. But you're not going to because you just drew your hand. And it says you, so if you throw somebody in front of him, then then you don't have uh, Right. Not bad. So you're either sacrificing one of your own allies right. or so-called allies. They that, That's what they call their minions on that side. And, um, and one of our complaints about these these minions from the encounter sets or the modular sets is that uh, they often show up and a hero can just kind of like punch them once and they're out. Tombstone, I don't think that's true for him. They're going to have to punch him twice. They're going to have to at least punch him twice. Yeah, Spider-Man can't even swing a web kick into him, right? I mean, you can, but he's still alive. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's significant. I'm still not sure, you know, like just the way in which, you know, maybe another... Oh my god, guys, this could be the ultimate villainous thing. Every one of these unique minions show up with, is the keyword ambush? What's the keyword that makes them Quick attack? strike. Quick strike. Quick strike. They all show up with that, so at least they get a punch off, right? 
Because yeah. because in a four-player game, whatever, Tombstone shows up, he shows up long after people are attacking, right? So maybe if he got to have one punch before he left, that would be fantastic. Same with yeah, all of the Yeah, again, like the scaling is a little off if you're playing solo. This guy's brutal. you're not one right. of the heroes that outputs large amounts of spike damage. And even if you are, he's going to hit you at least once or maybe more. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if in a four-player game, chances are he's not going to stick around, depending on what everyone else has going. People right. are going to gang up on him because he has such a kind of effective... Yeah. But, um, you know, but then again, that's just them doing something that's not against the main threat of the of the villain, right? It's like yeah, time, cause time well, wasting, and he goes back into the deck. He just yep. gets discarded, right? Yeah, because like Claw level one, I think, has like 12 health. <laughs> this guy's got nine. So in a yeah. solo game, he's only three points less than the main villain. So you you really got to figure out where you're going to put mm, that. Yeah. And that might be his function, running interference. Right, that's what maybe oh. what it means, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah. you're wasting uh, collectively three turns maybe to deal with him. By the way, can I have a kind of digression here? Please. I figured this is what Modoc was really supposed to be. What do you mean by because that? I played a bunch of heroic mode Rhino just to try to test that mode with Modoc. Okay. And what Modoc really resolves to that whole set is that the villain gets plus two, plus two on attack and scheme. Increase the threat by about one and a half because there are two cards in there that increase threat generation and there is Modoc himself. Okay. And it's not worth attacking him at all. So once those cards come out, they're just sitting there in front of the in front of you and in front of the villain. Whoever he's sitting in front of, if you're playing with more than one player, the villain doesn't get plus two, plus two, just against one person. Whoever the minion is sitting in front of will have to deal with either a plus two attack or a plus two scheme. But the, the function of that set seems ultimately somewhat boring because you don't want to attack an eight health minion with two retaliate just to see him come back because two cards bring him back. Yeah. Uh, one card attaches to him and heals him. Just not worth attacking. So once he hits the table, he just sits there. Uh, whereas well, this guy, this with guy. Mo with Modoc, we've seen um, the preview for Hawkeye's bow that gives him ranged where you ignore retaliate. Right. That's that's where Modoc's going to start getting hit now. Sure. Sure. And also, um, the other thing that, that can happen is Fury can damage him when he comes out. The energy daggers, I think. Yeah, any of the non the daggers, they just do any of the damage that don't do attack. attack. Yeah. So, and since they damage anybody, if Black Panther is playing, he'll eventually go away, but he just pops right back. Anyway, this guy seems to be a little more exciting than Modok because he, uh, it's not just he's attacking, but he's also sure. causing sure. you to discard cards. So he seems a little better designed, a little more effective than even the strongest um, set, uh, arguably strongest set in the in the core. Huh. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Like I've been, you know, growing up afraid of Modok as a hero, but I guess it's just, just cause let you're, him sit there. Yeah. Maybe it's the big head. You know, <laughs> he's, like, very... he's just kind of freaky looking. Well, let's talk about the scheme here. Go, Dan. It actually has my name in it, so I should take it. All right. Running interference. Side scheme. When revealed. Each player must choose to either spend to oh either spend a intellect or fist resource or place two threat here. Interesting. And it's a crisis. It's a crisis, and it ha comes uh comes out with one threat per player, and only has one boost icon. That seems interesting to me. Yeah. So let's not get confused here. Each player must choose to spend a mental and a fist. And resource. oh, I said or didn't I? Uh, 
You have to spend both, both of them. Of There's no, or put so two more threat on it. You end up with two threat on it, pretty much per, per player. player. Yeah, additional. So it's really three threat per player. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't pay that card cost. Would you guys? Nobody's going to. Nobody. Nobody's no. So in a four-player game, that's 12 threat on this. And you have to deal with it first. Again, it's much better than the, the cards that the mm. Modoc pet has because those aren't crises. They're just plus on the threat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this 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 seems better. Interesting. And uh, I just feel the lack of flavor text. That's it. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't tell us anything about it. it. it the now, art is great. These big hulking guys. I do like, like that. Yeah, just like these guys. Like, yeah, what are they, like bouncers? That's what they yeah, look like, I right? I like the yeah. pinstripe jacket. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up. He's like, these guys are going to take care of you if you don't uh, do what I say. In all the art, Tombstone is very well-dressed. Yes. He's got that. He must have He's a... He's a philanthropist. He's yeah. a businessman. Of yeah, course. Of course he is. What do you think, uh, Steve, of the one boost icon for a modular set side scheme? Yeah, it's low. I don't have the numbers handy, but aren't most of them two or three? Yeah. The, the boost icons on this whole set are pretty low. Okay. Um, as we'll get into. And maybe that was intentional. Yeah, I suspect so. They dialed up the power of the cards themselves, I think. So that's really to compensate for that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's cool. Okay. Seems like it, anyway. All tied up is an attachment attached to your identity card. Attached character cannot ready or change form. Action, spend mental and fist resources, discard this card. Uh, and it has no boost icons. So just like we were saying, this is a low boost icon. This is pretty fun. Um, you get to capture somebody. The art's got a couple people tied up, sitting on a ledge, Green Goblin flying away in the background. Um, you can't ready the guy. You can't ready your hero or your alter ego. You can't flip to the other form. You're just stuck mm. as who you are. It's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It really is crippling. So you're this one, you're going to be spending those resources. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you can call it, for other people to spend those resources for you, right? So someone else can come and untie you. Yeah. Somebody can untie you or you have to figure it out on your own. And it's just an action. So it can be done in alter ego or hero mode. Okay. Um, so I have a question about theme. Maybe this could be. Why are those the two icons always associated with his cards here? Because um, he's I... smart and he's powerful. Yep. That's it. All right. That's yeah. my guess. You murdered that theme. That's good. <laughs> yep. I should note there's only one of these all tied up in the set. Oh, as okay. Well, so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a pretty crippling card. Yeah, it's not going to stick around at, at all. No, uh, it definitely is. Will... You got to get rid of it right away. Yeah, but all, all our job is as villains is just to waste time. Yeah. If we're a minion, we waste time. That's our job. We we make the we make the heroes feel like they're actually working hard to right. win. <laughs> that frontline defense. Yes. Um. So should we go on to the last card in the set? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do it. Media coverage. Two of these. They also attach to your identity card, and they make you. I I like the the theme the the theme that's running through these cards. Um, they make you resolve each when revealed ability that you reveal one additional time. Oh my god. And so the combos with this card are quite mind-boggling. Some of them are not going to be uh, useful at all. So for example, exhaustion says when revealed, exhaust your identity. You do that one more time, nothing happens, right? But some right. of them, I, which one is the one that says when revealed, draw the next card of the deck and it has surge i forget right. the name of that card uh, from the expert it, set yeah it's from the expert set 
So that is going to give you, instead of two additional cards, three additional cards. Or just assault, or just like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, advance. advance. Oh, you're going to advance twice. Oh, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And, I'm sorry, I didn't finish the card yet. You didn't. Can you didn't. Talk about it. How, how on earth could get someone get rid of this card, Moose? Yes. The way to get rid of it is by being in alter ego form and spending a mental resource. But what if uh, I'm all tied up as a hero? Um, yeah, and it's, uh, and it's uh, a single boost. So uh, I don't think you're going to get both of these cards. I guess you have to be somewhat unlucky to, to get both of them. But isn't that our dream? Time. That is our dream. Oh, but The real dream, dream would be double media coverage on one hero. <laughs> you're, revealing, you're revealing assault. Then you're revealing assault. You're revealing assault, right? Because like, it doesn't say right. limit one per character. So Yeah. So the, the thing I really like about this card is it forces people to go into alter ego. Again, like kind of thematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And mechanics-wise, it lets the scheme go forward because somebody has to be in alter ego form. And I'm, again, assuming that someone else can do it for oh, good point. the person who has this. Yeah, right. it's true. Yeah, you have to be, you have to go, you have to go deal with this terrible PR uh, the yeah. press has got you covered. You know, and, yeah. and like the science brain resource is not the hot commodity among the heroes so far, is it? Right. Other, than, right. other than Peter Parker's alter ego just makes one of these. So I think that thematically is interesting too if you guys say he's primarily a villain in Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but I think a lot of people are building up, uh, you know, me, uh, fist or lightning yeah absolutely because like uh, a lot of the hero cards kind of work off of those resources and you might not have well, this resource available yeah yeah this is a must get rid of card uh, you just can't let it sit there so y you have to tech against it a little bit or you have to hold on to those cards you're gonna have to spend for it so and maybe you weren't able to because tombstone attacked you and he damaged you and you had to discard a mental resource now oh. you're really in trouble Ah, uh, you're really in trouble. Oh, yeah, this whole this whole set works so well together. Oh my goodness. And I like I like cards like this that work not just like straight up I'm going to, you know, do 15 damage to you or whatever and but they they kind of work with they work to amplify the effects of other things in the game, yeah. other cards, other Mechanism. and make decision points um, and yeah, yeah totally so steve moose why why is this not a popular modular set to run is it because it's too hard i think people don't I, know about it honestly they haven't I, tried it i i don't know i think they i think you see a nine health villain and you know media coverage like i just don't want to play against this so you think <laughs> that, it's here it, you think it's heroes being unheroic yeah, i think so scared. Oh. scared it could be that or it could be that they never really get to this because there's all these other well there's you know the the legions of hydra the one that from the corset that they haven't tried yet sure. because none of the none of the original villains call for it or none of the villains call for it actually it could be that it could be that there's just not a lot of people changing up their suggested right. villain decks that much and, a lot and, of people and in the green goblin set i don't think this one is ever called for in a setup card is it steve nope yeah no, it's, so, it's so a total i option. think that might be why but now now that they've listened to us dude the I, fan the yeah, real hero mm -hmm. takes on tombstone Maybe this challenges you in a different way than leads as a hydra that's going to put out a lot of little hydra guys giving you one big tombstone and then these 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 attachments you got to deal with so oh, it's so fun this is such a fun deck. And that's Tombstone. I I like him. Yeah. I say yes as a villain. Yeah. yeah. Don't uh don't let this set get buried in your collection. 
No, absolutely not. This is put it on the table. It's a definitely unique experience to play against. All right, so let's move on. Uh, we have a little gang up section here. There's a content creator out there, Stefanos, and he has this cool little game randomizer where you can put in the number of players you want to play, what packs you own, mm -hmm. and it will randomize for you a nice little visual uh, representation of the hero with aspect, your encounter set, and your villains. And uh, so you can just go to this little uh, link. We'll put the link in the show notes because it's too much to just list off. You don't know what you want to play. You're not sure what set you want to play. You just tell it, I, I want to play a solo game or there's four of us boom and it's going to give you this fun little experience of different options of what to play and maybe some combos you hadn't played before i'd say go check it out that sounds really Stephano's cool game randomizer he's added, he's working on adding some custom environments and even like a sample deck list and some other stuff oh in cool there. So, yeah it's Has building he added our our set of rules he will after we talk to him about this. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he or we'll send somebody to or the we'll sure send he Tombstone. Does. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll run some interference. <laughs> now that sounds really cool. Well, let me tell you how to get a hold of us in our secret lair. We are at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and on Discord. We are Vardane, the Truth, and Big Foam Loaf. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show. Tell your enemies. Mustafa, take us out. No, but this is down here. Yeah.